Hello and welcome back to Sense and Spirituality. My name is Sheila McGregor and I'm very pleased to have your company today. One of the most difficult sessions in our Bible study on difficult words of Jesus related to the topic of slavery. In our study, Amy Jill Levine reminded us that throughout the Bible, slavery was considered a norm of society. Even though Israel's delivery by God from slavery in Egypt was the central event in defining her as God's people, the Israelites continued to have slaves and to see the practice of slavery as a normal part of day-to-day life. Both Jesus and the Apostle Paul also presumed that slaves were a normal part of life. Levine says that some of her students and friends have told her that the New Testament is progressive on the question of slavery. But she points out need no argument for freedom. This is troublesome, given that we know how the scriptures have been used to justify the enslavement of millions of American slaves brought to North America and other lands. In the U.S., the practice of slavery did not end until 1865. The system of apartheid in South Africa only came to an end in the early 1990s. But has slavery ever really come to an end, or does it simply go by other names? Did you know, for example, that there are an estimated 21 million to 45 million people trapped in some form of slavery today? It's sometimes called human trafficking, and it exists in Canada, even here in London, Ontario. The United Nations defines human trafficking as the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of persons by improper means, such as force, abduction, fraud, or coercion, for an improper purpose, including forced labor or sexual exploitation. It takes on many forms today, domestic servitude, sex trafficking, forced labor, bonded labor, child labor, and forced marriage. It is difficult to imagine that our loving God would endorse such evils, especially given the story of Israel's freedom from Egypt. It seems to me that such wrongs are the work of God's misguided children. How do we deal with passages that talk about slavery? I think one of the best answers I have heard comes from Dr. Derek Suderman of the University of Waterloo. According to Suderman, we find two types of writings in the Bible. There are those scriptures that are descriptive and those that are prescriptive. When we read about slavery in the Bible, Suderman notes, we are reading a description of the way things were in ancient biblical times. We are not reading a prescription for our own times. On the other hand, when we read Jesus' command to love one another, this is prescriptive, meaning that this is the way God's people are called to live their lives every day. So when you come to a challenging passage in the scriptures, ask yourself whether this is something that is meant to be prescriptive or descriptive. 
the distinction is important. The final bit of advice I would like to share with you as we leave our explorations of the difficult words of Jesus comes from the study's author, Amy Jill Levine. And I quote from page 154 of her book, Difficult Words of Jesus. When people ask me how I approach the Bible, both the Jewish and Christian canons, the metaphor that I find most helpful is that of a best friend or a spouse. When the love is strong enough, then honesty is not a threat. We can say, I do not understand what you mean. That comment you made hurt me. I think that's a dangerous comment to make, or even, how dare you? A best friend or a spouse does not, or at least should not, seek to force us to give up our moral compass. At the same time, we do our best to understand what that friend or spouse is saying. The love keeps us in relationship. At times, we may agree to disagree. And the love continues. I think that's really good advice. As you continue to wrestle with challenging words of the scriptures, remember that you are loved. That's it for this week, friends. See you next Friday.